Hey everyone, it's Antiquated Ideas, and today I wanted to talk about what I find to be a uh, very large uh, issue within the United States. I mean, of course, uh, most of the things that I talk about here are large issues. Um, two things to start off with, though, or actually three. First, I want to say thank you. Um, somebody recommended this topic to me, and I thought it was a fantastic topic to discuss, so that's why we're here. Um, the second thing is that, again, if you ever want to recommend me something, you can use the hashtag antiquated ideas on Instagram, and I will see it. Um, third, and most importantly, there's been a new bill introduced to Congress, and that is H.R. 4081. Now, H.R. 4081 has the express intent of creating a nationwide gun registry online. And, I mean, it has a, a ton of caveats to it, which I would recommend <clears throat> you check it out on your own. Um, some of these caveats being that um, every gun that is purchased, of course, you have to put it into this uh, national online database um, that requires you to keep track of how the gun is stored, um, what the magazine size is, um, the uh, ammunition type and how many rounds of ammunition you have those are all things that need to be registered um, if you fail to comply with these you can be put in jail for no less than 15 years um, and i believe it was no more than 25 years um, so that's pretty bad as it is of course they're trying to restrict um, magazine capacity unless it's 22 uh, that was an interesting one, uh, but it can only be tube-fed, I believe, is, is what the caveat there was. Um, they're also requiring you to to uh, basically write a, a notice of intent to uh, the government saying, you know, oh, I lent my gun to this friend so-and-so at this address for this many days, uh, and again, you can be fined or jailed if you don't comply with that. And on top of that, they're also requiring you to have uh, gun insurance, firearm insurance. Firearm insurance is $800 per gun per year. So, of course, I'm sure you can guess who's going to be distributing the insurance. That would be our lovely federal government. So if you wanted to own guns, uh, you can't because it's going to bankrupt you. So that's always fun. On top of that, I mean, there's a million other things. Um, they've got a new assault weapons ban. Uh, they've, they've put down a million makes and models. I mean, uh, just about every, uh, semi-recent, you know, military surplus firearm is on there. Um, handgun capacities can be all, sorry, all magazine capacities can be no more than 10. Um, I mean, it was a, a bunch of shit like that. And, um, you also have to, one, one of the things that I found entertaining, um, in this video that I that I watched, and I'll tell you uh, what the video is called in a second here. But I thought it, this was entertaining was that um, if you want to have uh, your antique gun on display, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, you've got a musket or something, you've got a grand, you want to put it up on your wall. Well, now you need a license for that, and specifically for that. Anyway, uh, if you'd like to watch more, um, a friend of mine sent me this video. The title is Gun Registry Bill is in! 
bury slash hide your guns uh, by the Wyoming Project. That's the YouTube channel. I highly suggest you check that video out. He's pretty comprehensive. Um, I mean, that's you'll get a lot of the uh, basic necessities as far as information goes on that bill. Again, you know the drill. Contact your representatives. Urge them to deny this. Uh, it's going to be the same thing as always, except more extreme every time. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about today was um, security versus freedom. I think that that's the the large topic of this video, the, the broad topic. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to compress this and do it. I want to do like a 15-minute video. It seems like you guys are more responsive to that. And I apologize for you guys that aren't in the United States. Um, maybe you can relate to this in some way or another. I know um, a lot of the European countries are... Um, they're they're uh, monitoring of citizens is pretty extensive, so and it's getting that way here. Anyway, what obviously what I wanted to talk about um, the first thing that you have to bring up when you're talking about security versus freedom is this major shift in the American psyche where 9/11 happened and Congress panicked. And they got the support that they needed to go ahead and to pass the Patriot Act. Um, the Patriot Act is what's allowed the government to spy on everyone. Um, it's what's gone ahead and you know granted the government uh, the power that it has uh, to monitor people much like you would in a different country. Um, to, to do all these things, you know, in secrecy and things that really go against what, what many people would consider to be, you know, traditionally American, this sense of freedom that we have. Um, that's why you've got all these, you've had whistleblowers like, um, Edward Snowden, uh, the guy from WikiLeaks, um, uh, Julian Assange. Um, who really should have been released from jail, by the way. Uh, he should have been pardoned, but he was not, which is another topic that's deeply upsetting. Um, and, of course, every time that the, the... So the Patriot Act, you know, being introduced in October of 2001, um, it's been renewed, I believe, three or four times since then. And... Every time that it's been renewed, it comes with a whole new slew of subsections that allow the government to effectively take free reign over your life, um, you know, implement their own secret service, if you will, and do exactly as they please uh, without telling you either. So from the ACLU, which uh, is um, like the American Civil Liberties Union, I think that's what it stands for. Um, they've got this good article uh, titled Surveillance Under the USA Patriot Act. Um, it gives you a, a brief history, but what it talks about is how the Patriot Act, it really, it effectively increases the government's power to, and I, this isn't even a, a, a quote-unquote, I mean, to spy on you the, in in four main areas that they give you, and so I'll read them here. Um, the first area that they state is record searches. 
So it's, it's expanding the government's ability to look at records on an individual's activity being held by a third party. That's section 215. Um, two is secret searches. It expands the government's ability to search private property without notice to the owner. That's section 213. Three, intelligence searches. It expands a narrow exception, and that would be a quote-unquote narrow exception to the Fourth Amendment that had been created for the collection of foreign intelligence information. That is section 218. And four, trap and trace searches. It expands another Fourth Amendment exception for spying that collects addressing information about the origin and destination of communications as opposed to the content. Section 214. So, that gives you a good uh, overall telling you what, what these main areas are that the government's going to be looking in on you. And the result here really is completely unchecked power for the government to go through anything, to go through your social media, to use uh, your phone to listen to you, to watch you. Um, I mean, there's all these things that that they do. And it's, you know, you can say it's a conspiracy theory, but in reality, it's not a conspiracy theory. Um, it's sad, in my opinion, because now you're seeing uh, where people you know, they're living in fear, and that that's actually what I wanted to talk about mainly, um, not just the Patriot Act and what it allows the government to do, because we already know that it's, it's really ridiculous and unconstitutional what it allows the government to do, but what I wanted to talk about more importantly are the, the modern, you know, side effects to this, and on the one hand, it seems like, um, you look at how America used to be, I mean, even, you know, 1990s and before, um, and I, of course, I can't talk much because I wasn't alive, but I have spoken to, you know, my father, uh, older friends, uh, you know, whoever else, uh, my parents, my grandparents, you know, so on, and so you get an idea of what the world used to be like. I mean, it's like when they say, you know, the police used to stop you and, uh, if you're doing something bad as a kid, they, they wouldn't, you know, pull out their gun and be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? You know, they'd throw you in the back of the car and take you home or something. You know, talk to your parents. Let your parents deal with it. And it's not that way anymore. And I think that largely, um, I mean, we have the drug war to blame for that. But also we have the Patriot Act and this, this paradigm shift that's happening um, to blame. So... You've always had people that want more government intervention, and you've always had people that want less government intervention. I would say that most people are on that spectrum, but they're generally around the middle. Um, I think that most rural Americans, uh, they are further towards the less side, and people that live in the city are toward the more side. Of course, there's a harmony, a, a balance to be found here, and that's really important to find, but it's something that we absolutely do not have at all. Um, I've talked about this uh, briefly before, but I think it's funny how the cities really dominate American politics. Um, I mean, the rural communities are severely underrepresented, and 
the interests of these rural communities. And by rural, I don't even mean um, just, you know, farmland out in the middle of Kansas. I'm talking about people that live in small towns or villages, if you will. I mean, um, anything that isn't a major city, you know, in Florida, you've got your major cities, which would be like, uh, you know, uh, Pensacola, Tallahassee, um, Miami, Orlando, Tampa, you know, so on. But uh, if you don't live in one of those cities, because mind you, there are hundreds of other cities, and that goes for every state. Well, your interests might not be uh, taken into account by your politicians. So that's always something to think about. What we really see is not American interests as a whole in politics. We see American cities' interests. And, of course, that's going to be largely dominated by people who are left-wing. Um, you know, they're registered Democrats, so on and so forth. Not to get into the Democrat versus Republican game, because that's a stupid one to play. But now it's really increased this divide between people, where you see one side, they want almost total government intervention and they're pretty unaware of what the patriot act actually does and if they are aware they don't care um these are people that think you know the police should be able to to be like britain basically or or um another country where the police are allowed to come into your home as they please uh they're allowed to spy on you as they please um you know stop and frisk laws things like that where people think, oh, uh, you have a chance of being a white supremacist, so the police are allowed to do whatever, or the government's allowed to do whatever. But these are also typically the people that want the government to take care of them absolutely, where they need do nothing except, you know, complain about the next time that they get their Biden bucks. But I digress. The other side here are the people that, I mean, a lot of them don't, but you're seeing more and more where people are, they're kind of living, you know, in fear and paranoia, uh, and justly so, I believe, because it's been proven to us that, yeah, you know, these aren't conspiracy theories, they are the government doing exactly what we think they're doing, um, you know, like um, Instagram and or Facebook in general, um, they've it's it's knowledge, common knowledge that uh, they work with the FBI and they will happily provide you know chat logs, um, uh, whatever browsing activity you've done, and they will also happily monitor whatever you're doing on your phone while you have that open. Um, Instagram updated their terms of service, being part of Facebook and. It was pretty controversial, I'll let you look into that, but that, again, it just basically increased their right to spy on people. So, there's this huge divide where a lot of Americans really are afraid of the government. Uh, I mean, some people, you know, they respect the police and so on, and uh, I mean, the police are another topic, but I think largely, uh, people don't respect the police, they they're afraid of the police. They fear them. They don't know what's going to happen because, uh, yes, the media, 
you know, they overplay everything that goes on, um, hyping up all these police shootings and saying, oh, this black man was doing nothing wrong, walking down the street with a pair of scissors. You know, he was just going on a run and there just happened to be a girl in front of him. You know, I'm like they will go to ridiculous ends to make it seem like it's all the police's fault. When in reality, I would say most times it's not. But there are some pretty ridiculous examples and they get away with it. But I guess the the takeaway here is that, you know, freedom is not always safe and it's a conscious choice. Like, I don't understand... I really do not understand why people aren't allowed to carry guns with them wherever they go. Yes, you're going to have, you know, psychopaths who do uh, things that really are unreasonable to any normal person. You're going to have people who who go out and they murder and they steal and so on. But that's not the fault of a gun. Um, and that's not a reason for the government to spy on us. I mean, now even... Um, with the Patriot Act and what it allows, the government doesn't even need to provide any proof. They can just do it as they please. So it presents this scenario where if you're, you know, in my position or you're somebody else, you're the average American here, you want to say something, you want to speak your mind about what's going on with the government, um, you want to make your, your voice heard and, um, you know, make this country better for you and, and have it represent your interests, well, there's always the fear that in the future you're going to be prosecuted for what you say. And that's sad because now, more than ever, people do need to stand up and say what they're thinking. And like I was saying, I, I really don't understand why people aren't allowed to carry guns wherever they go. I mean, that's part of uh, the American freedom, you know. Fine, if you have it um, be a state law, don't make it federal or... Um, have it be by city, whatever, but I still, I still don't understand. I think that that's, uh, the right to self-defense is something that is, uh, unalienable, um, as described in our Bill of Rights, but, again, that's not what the typical leftist American thinks, that's not what they believe in the cities, and so if that's not what they believe in the cities, then that's not what's going to get passed throughout the rest of the country. It's just something to think about, you know, as you see all these cameras that are always watching you. It's no way to live, really, and it's hard to adjust to that style of life where you want to just live your life, you know, unburdened, uninterrupted, but you always have to worry about who's watching, who's listening, and what do they think? You know, what do, what have you said that can incriminate you in the future? And that's sad because a lot of us have no criminal intent. A lot of us just want to defend our rights and our freedoms. And that should be an opinion that's acceptable in America today. But because of a lot of the public's opinion being security over freedom, it's not acceptable. But before I make this video too long, I mean, I can always make a part two to this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop it here. Um, you know the usual spiel, um, but thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'll see you in the next one.